Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowing.com. Uh, I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Monkey Do. Want to say hi, Monkey? Hey, guys. Greetings from the Southeast US. How's it going? And then we have Marge up in Canada. That's right. The frozen tundra is where I'm at. Nice. Uh, GB from Ireland. Hello. How's everybody today? Nice. And uh, this week, uh, TG is busy. He's not able to join us. But uh, instead, we have Chad Westport. Chad, you want to say hello? Hello, mate. Yeah, happy to be here. And greetings to everybody from the Pacific Northwest. Sweet. Well, here we are. Hi and home, bro. You want to tell, I mean, these guys, they know pretty much anything there is to know about us at this point. We're on like 70, 79 shows now. But they don't know much about you. Do you want to have a little introduction of yourself? Tell people what you do. Yeah, no, I'd love to. Thank you. Uh, again, Chad Westport, um, just kind of a, a cannabis connoisseur. Uh, I live in uh, a Washington state, which is in the United States where cannabis has been legal for over 10 years. So that's given me a lot of fun opportunities and I kind of strive to do education. So that's why I'm really happy to actually be here with you guys and keep spreading the education. I think you guys are doing a great job of it. Yep. We need the education. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then I host, I host a series of, of shows over on the Future Cannabis Project channel. Uh, I've got my own YouTube channel. And yeah, just trying to put out content and trying to get people growing. Nice. So the news this week, who wants to go first? Chad, would you like to go first, considering you are, you're new to the panel and everybody's dying to hear from you? <laughs> Feet to the fire. Throw the guy first. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> goes first. Savagery. Yeah. Yeah, he'll never come back. That's for sure now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, definitely. I'd love to. Thank you. And this is, you know, this is a topic uh, that I'm kind of familiar with, too. So the, the title of the article, it came from WebMD, uh, but the title of the article is Chronic Marijuana Use Linked to Recurring Stroke. And I'm just going to throw out my maturity level there and say that this was presented at the 2022 International Stroke Conference. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, where's Billy Bonds? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just somebody block Billy for three minutes. Give me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yes, I, I I thought I'd drag it down real quick, but I'll bring it back up with some actual news from the from the article. Um, and there, there's a few kind of interesting takes on it, but basically what their take is, and this is a quote from the doctor, but he says, our analysis shows young marijuana users with a history of stroke and transient ischemic attack remain at significantly high risk for future strokes. Um, I don't know, to me that that was just a little suspect because mm -hmm. it says users with a history of stroke. So it's like, yeah. wait a minute, yeah, these yeah. people already have, okay. Um, but yeah, and then he goes on to say it's essential to raise awareness among young adults about the impact of chronic habitual use of marijuana, especially if they have established cardiovascular risk factors or previous strokes. So again, it kind of sounds like you're looking at the sick kid who smokes weed to see if he's a sick kid. Well, what I'm asking right there, the question is the same thing you're asking. Uh, um, it's not making you any more susceptible to a stroke, is it? It's basically saying it's not going to make it better or worse. 
Well, that's one of the things that I always like to look for. It's like, okay, if you say that it presents a particular risk, well, what is the mechanism that it does that for you? But in the article, it says the study did not investigate possible mechanisms by which marijuana use may increase stroke risk. Okay, so this is just, uh, let's say, happens to be a neat coincidence at this point. Yeah. And, and there are some things that they have studied in the past um, about, you know, like blood flow, um, heart rate, those type of things. Mm-hmm. But when they go down the road of tying, you know, the headline again, chronic marijuana use linked, mm-hmm. but then they get into the article and it says the study did not investigate possible mechanisms by which marijuana use may increase stroke risks. Mm-hmm. That, that's almost just like a contradiction to me. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's sifting through a database, not really looking for a causation here. Well, he's cherry picking all the time with these articles. It's like yeah. it, it might happen to one, maybe two people, and they'll jump on that and leech off it and try and tell everybody that smoking weed is going to give you a, a, another stroke. You're at more risk. And it's like yeah. because a couple of people did it's such a small, small percentage of the people who actually use cannabis. How many people have less strokes because they're using cannabis? I mean, I mean it reduces stress and you know stress can cause strokes and shit so how much does it reduce really i mean the article opens with young adults hospitalized for a stroke are much more likely to be admitted and i mean that right there how many young adults are being admitted to the hospital for strokes in the first place Mm. Mm. and also happen to be regular cannabis users as well Mm -hmm. i don't go prop to hawk in it yeah Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I always like to look at in the studies is, you know, statistics can always kind of be manipulated. You could say mm-hmm. they had a 75, success, you know, percent success rate with something, but if they only studied four people and three of them, you know, <laughs> it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make sense. So I always like to look at those numbers in this group. So for one, um, you know, Marge, you just mentioned, you know, young adults, which this article repeatedly says, um, but you get to the facts and it says the median age in both groups that they studied was 37. Now, 37 isn't exactly a young adult to me. What are you trying to say, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. 40, you know, 30 is the new 17. Right. But, but yeah, and then, you know, I looked a little bit further into the numbers and those uh, with CUD, which they identify as chronic use disorder. Um, so the patients who had that, meaning they've smoked cannabis, was uh, almost 4,700 people. The people without it that they studied was 156,700 people. So when they say 6.9% of those with CUD uh, were hospitalized with recurrent stroke compared to 5.4 of those without it, um, yeah, the number sounds higher for the ones that smoked the cannabis. But if you look at the number of people actually admitted, holy crap, it's a lot higher on the other side. And how many people who actually admitted just lie about their can do you use cannabis? No, no, what are you talking about? You know, it's illegal yeah. and shit. They can get prosecuted for using it. So yeah. they'll probably tell their doctor that no, I don't use it. And it yeah. probably adds up to be about the same, probably. Yeah. And one of one of the additional kind of threats here about, you know, identifying yourself as a cannabis smoker to your doctor is, you know, they document things. That's good. That's their job. But um, insurance companies are now looking at these types of things and like, oh, mm. you're you're a cannabis user. So you, you we should charge you more. Oh, there we um, go. Well, yeah. I know in illegal states, some some insurance companies can refuse coverage if the situation is related to voluntary cannabis use because it's illegal. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's it's strange things that you you've been you are always warned around at doctors these days. I've heard many kids tell me this. They go to the doctor, and if something related to anything like that, the doctor says, "Whatever you do, don't have a drug test, and don't let your insurance company know that you did." Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then and then I guess just like the final the final point here that I that I wanted to make about the article um, is again they they had two groups that they studied. Um, but again, the group uh, with the CUD, again, you know, the pot smokers, um, yeah. it was a higher risk group. There were more males. Um, there were more African-Americans, ah. which statistically have a higher rate of heart issues. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The use of tobacco was higher. Uh, alcohol use was higher. So again, this is just like you said at the beginning, kind of a throw it at the wall article. Yeah. But I do want to see more research in this avenue because, you know, uh, people have heart conditions and cannabis may affect the blood rate. So I'd really like to know how versus just an article that throws out a scare tactic. Yeah, this is probably what we're going to hear about this. <laughs> they just throw out this article to try and freak some people out. And then we won't hear any studies being done to follow up on it or any more information about this. It's shocking, man. We seem to be seeing more and more of these every week, though, these articles that are just basically, you know, fantastical claims of, uh, of damage to you. It seems like the, the opposition to legalization is getting more and more desperate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a regular thing. This is what we see. Because like you said earlier, man, statistics can be altered and represented in many different ways. And when you started adding these other factors to it, yeah, you know, there's tobacco smokers, African-Americans, males, people who are already more susceptible to having a reoccurring stroke. Then it starts to make sense. And it's just like this group of people who do these things also have a have a, a higher risk of reoccurring stroke. Yeah, this doesn't sound like a peer-reviewed study right here or anything like that at all. No, I don't think they ever are. And, uh, Chilbert says in the chat too, marijuana is a clue that the article's biased, and I can't help but agree with that. Yeah, very true. It's like a pretty outdated term to be mm-hmm. using marijuana still. Mm-hmm. That's a good on- point. That is right there, Chilbert. That's a good yeah. point, man. It's like you'd notice that more often when you when you see these articles who don't know what the fuck's going on, they use the word marijuana instead of cannabis. The clued up Throw people back. use cannabis. Throw back to the war of drugs, you know, mm-hmm. you have to, mm-hmm. to get that flashback in your head of that evil coming into it again. Nice news story. Uh, but what should we, should we move on to a different one? Marge, do you want to talk about uh, Apple and their shadiness? Where do you begin? <laughs> It's not that shady, actually. Um, This article comes from Forbes. Apple secretly joined Amazon in advancing commercial cannabis reform. So I think maybe we should be a little more excited about it because Mm -hmm. if Amazon and Apple get behind it, maybe legalization federally in the States might happen. They pretty much own the world, don't they? (laughs) Yeah, between the two of them, I think they've got a pretty good handle on it. But Basically, they're saying in the article, this past summer, a little recognized thing occurred. One of the largest and most respected companies in the world, just depending on who you talk to, uh, quietly changed its policies in favor of cannabis. And of course, the company in question, if you haven't guessed already, was Apple. And basically, they are saying that they changed it so that um, apps in the app store, where, where does it say here? Uh, they're allowing cannabis related apps in the app store. And I guess that's a pretty huge thing because a lot of these large companies have been pretty against that to date. Mm. Um, 
says here they released a statement saying that apps handling sales and delivery of medical and recreational cannabis in legal jurisdictions are now allowed on the app store. Ooh. Ah, okay. So these are sales yeah. apps that they're letting come through yeah. now. Right. So they're saying this is a pretty monumental uh, change. For whatever reason, they kind of went ahead and did this, but they didn't have any fanfare around it. So they're comparing to say Amazon, Ooh. Uber, the NFL, and other mainstream institutional businesses. Um, they're sort of positively changing their attitude towards cannabis, but Apple made this decision with a, you know, they kind of did it quietly and it didn't really, for whatever reason, but um, it's obviously showing that there's a pretty big shift in the paradigm in the, in the U S in particular mm -hmm. um, about how things are changing with regard to cannabis. Mm -hmm. on <laughs> so I think it's a pretty big deal. I mean, the article does talk quite a bit about, you know, the, the nuances of trying to get apps like that into the app store and, and all that kind of thing. But really a company like Apple that's coming out and saying, Hey, we are going to allow this to happen because they can see hopefully the writing on the wall. Mm -hmm. And they haven't got much choice now. Yeah. A lot of States in the USA have, have legalized for recreation right, and medical use and people are going mm -hmm. to want to use the apps, but now yeah. it makes it more difficult for those States that haven't done it yet they're going to have to restrict it to certain places they're going to have to have different software for doing this maybe it'll be it'll be a little push for them to get on the government and be like come on i don't want to make extra software just for this so well, yeah. i don't think i don't think this is a this is going to do that to the government i think this is basically in my opinion this is at apple and amazon basically thinking that okay the government's right around the corner we might as well go ahead and get this this thing started now mm. i think right. it's a vote yeah. i think it's them saying that this is going to happen so we might as well do this Exactly. And I, don't, and I don't think, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chad. Oh, oh thank you. Uh, I was just <laughs> saying there, there's, there's others in the industry that are carving out their niches. Uh, and this is a lot of like the production and stuff overseas. They're just waiting to turn the light switch on here. Hmm. But a lot of the, you know, the ancillary businesses, they do kind of like you see, they see the mass uh, exodus to legalization. And they're like, well, we better start carving out our territory now. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't, you know what happens. It gets it gets sucked up real fast once it once they turn that switch on. But interestingly, like Apple is going ahead and making this positive, you know, change in their policy, which will probably benefit us all at some point. But there's still so many big companies out there that are pretty against it. Like, I mean, well, yeah, it makes you me think, uh, you know, because this is an app and you have Google Play Store as well and the other kind of mm -hmm. like Android and things like that, where you can get apps. Is this going to be specific for iPhones and Apple products, and it's not going to move to the Google thing yet, because if Google doesn't change their policy, they're going to be left behind, and they don't want that, do they? Well, no. If no. Apple goes, don't you think that Google's going to be right behind them? Exactly. I hope, and then maybe you'd have uh, companies like Facebook, who are pretty notorious for banning cannabis-related content in the in the like. Maybe mm -hmm. built finally. Mm. Yeah. You know, make it easier for people. What about oh, these gosh. apps like Deliveroo and, you know, them ones where you can just order anything? There's, there's loads of them now. Uh, well, like do, uh, Doorstep Dash or something like that. You heard of them ones where you, you, you can just order shit and they'll bring it to your house no matter what. DoorDash. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I, I don't use any of them. But these, these could go and pick up weed if you're in a legal place. Can you go onto DoorDash, for example, and say, can you go and get me 3.5 cannabis and bring it to this dress, please? Can they do that without breaking the terms and conditions uh, of the app? You know what I mean? There's, there's dispensaries in some legal states, uh, and Washington is one of them that'll do home delivery for you. Oh, yeah, they've got their own, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. They don't, yeah. You don't need Uber Eats for that, man. 
that's cool shit man damn we're still on this old legacy market thing <laughs> you know 15 minutes around the corner <laughs> mate i'll be with you soon <laughs> well by the end of, by the end of this episode chad will have you up to speed of what's possible in the u.s i guarantee it mm. oh yes i will i will try but yeah like you said it does it kind of varies state by state but it's interesting to me to hear apple because amazon i can kind of easily see what their motivation is i mean they're a distribution network all over the country all over the world okay if all of a sudden you're into cannabis well you're the largest distribution network in the country that's a help um you know this all of this relating back to the iphone and apps i could definitely see that but i would wonder if apple is working towards like an exclusive contract with maybe one of the manufacturers of a specific mm. device to control it, to work in tandem. Because again, Apple kind of likes proprietary stuff and that's really how they make a lot of their money on the back end. Mm. true. I'm kind of wondering, yeah. I mean, you said you said wondering if they're working with something on uh, on the backside. I'm thinking like, well, you know, we we're always fearing the, the big cannabis coming in. Are they working behind the scenes or something? Is it something we don't know yet? You know, a connection that Apple has made with somebody here. Wow, you just made me paranoid, and I'm not usually paranoid when I smoke my own homegrown. <laughs> Sorry, man. So there is uh, some more in there as well, Marge, isn't there? About the recent Gallup poll. Want to go over that bit? Oh, yes, here it is. Yeah. The most recent poll showed that 68% of American voters support some form of legalization. So they're just talking to the tremendous momentum that's obviously rolling along, and Apple's deciding to jump on that. 68% is a pretty big number. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if it was 69, it would happen right now. <laughs> you say, uh, I had to do it. Come on now. It was too easy. I, know. I didn't even realize she. Yeah. You're so immature, monkey. Oh, my yeah, gosh. I know, but you know what? You got to do it. It's no fun. If we can't have fun here, why yeah, for, are we even for here? For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, well, as the, this bit here, which I was thought was surprising, there's also tremendous momentum from the recent unveiling of the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. What's going on there? I haven't heard about that. Or is this the one he's been going on for a while? I didn't... It's the one that he says he's going to go ahead and, and get presented uh, on, on or before uh, April 20th. So it's been unveiled, but it's not been put into action yet. He's uh, started, uh, as far as my understanding of it, as I've been watching it, he, he's trying to get input from so many different people to get their their feelings and how they want this thing be, to be written. And in the meantime, there's another bill being uh, advanced by Republicans, competing bills going on here. So it looks it does actually look like we might have a vote, actual vote on in uh, through this on both houses by the end of the end of this year. God damn, they're still fucking so, too long, man. They need to hurry that shit Yeah, up. I mean, I agree, but, you know, I, w I would say next month, but I know better than mm, that, man. Mm -hmm. There's just no way. Yeah. You're supposed to get but, it done by the 420? Yeah. But, oh, well. A lot of lip service. Mm-hmm. A lot of lip service. <laughs> I think, yeah, they need the votes. They're trying to figure out if it's best to pass it now or hold off till later, I think. Maybe they need to get their finances in order so they can do a little bit of insider trading. You know, they're fucking like a crooked ass motherfuckers. Nancy Pelosi needs to get in there, make some dough. Look, I was getting paranoid before with Apple. Don't get me started now, man. <laughs> well, we haven't had a monkey rant before. Can we get a monkey rant? Can no, we do it's that? been a long time since we had a monkey rant. So it's not, we're not going there today. <laughs> oh, yeah, that time when monkey showed up drunk. Remember that? Why well, did you on the panel then? Oh, man. Oh, was... I'd rather not. If you were. <laughs> Uh, that was fun. Good time. Yeah. What was that, GB? 
if you was a turtle drunk <laughs> on, a, on, on occasion <laughs> I, don't think, I, I don't think I've showed up drunk I've had a drink while I've been on show once maybe but, but I, I, I never showed up drunk but you know, well, it's okay sometimes to be tipsy, isn't it? It was funny when Monkey did it for sure. That was, you know, we're still talking about it now. It's fucking hilarious. So, yeah, I just got to take it now. You know, that's all I can do. I can't fight back. The drunken monkey. <laughs> I got that but for a long time. It's the difference to a drunk and a tipsy. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, GB, you want to go over your news, mate? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so this comes from Italy. It, um, it's brought to us from Euronews. And it is basically saying it is a big blow for the cannabis advocates because Italy's high court has blocked the fucking re- um, the referendum. That's shocking. Ooh. Man. It is, yeah. And wait till you get further in. So a referendum that was on the cards to make cannabis legal in Italy has been blocked by the Constitutional Court. On Wednesday, judges said that the law would force Italy to violate its international ob- obligations to prevent mm. drug trafficking. Mm, but, not yeah, no, I know. As but if they critics, care about that shit. But the, no, they don't. <laughs> what they care about, as we know, is probably they haven't fucking greased their pockets yet. Mm. Or they haven't greased their palms or got themselves in line with what they want. You know? So they're, they're, they're pushing it back again. So it, it says here that... Um, it comes the same day that the same constitutional court denied a referendum on euthanasia. Wow. They yeah. denied it. She, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is 630,000 signatures. So that's not a small number of people mm. who fucking, who had a, which, which was well above the threshold to trigger a referendum for cannabis legalization. You know, and the same thing again with um, the euthanasia. So it kind of shows that they're a bit, very backwards in Italy. No, yeah. I'm very conservative, I would say. Predominantly Catholic country, or it is a Catholic country. Come on, the fucking Pope is that bleeding king, basically. It no, doesn't seem like anyway, very long ago we were talking about Italy looking at the chances of legalizing. It was, and um, we were talking about it, but this is the courts. So it's the people and the government because Benedito Bella Della. Vedova. You said you'd be all right on this one, GB. I know, and I got myself (laughs) caught up on it. Fucker. (laughs) You know, was the secretary of the Centralist Party. He said that depriving the Italy of a public debate and electoral abuse and process and reforms of freedom and responsibility. Now, he was saying that the supporters of legalization, and they say, no more there that cannabis is no more harmful than any other legal substance like can or alcohol and tobacco and it's um if it was made possible um, to legalize it that it would remedy the overcrowding of prisons because in italy they have quite severe penalties mm. you know like you can get two to six years for growing a plant or two plants i think it is or no, I think it's pl- any fucking plants. Yeah. No? Cultivation and, at all. Yeah. It, the cultivation at all. And then it's, they have fucking severe penalties as well for very, very small amounts. Well, they did, I think. In 2016, they brought in a, a thing where, I think, possession of small amounts for the drug was not to be a criminal offence. So opponents of the old referendum, including Matteo Salavini, and he's the leader, leader of the Fratelli d'Italia, 
and hang on, Giorgio Meloni. Dave argues that the criminalization would encourage the use of other drugs. So they uh, say the same fucking thing that the we gateway heard. drug, the gateway drug. No, this is just old rhetoric that they have fucking stamped about for years that we all know is bullshit. It's not a gateway drug, but it is a gateway to a market that does not give a shit what they sell you and who they sell it to. So, oh, well, it says yeah. here as well uh, in the blow for legislation and decriminalization advocates in Europe, which has been a number of European states, including Spain, Germany and Italy ease penalties for possession of the drug. So Italy, have, they've eased the possession, but are not looking at fully legalizing it. Is that what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, so no, it, it is. And it, it goes to show that there are so many countries around Europe that are easing, easing things. Like even to the state that in the UK, you have medicinal cannabis. Like that's eased, you know? And you have proper access. That No, we don't though, man. We don't have proper access. It's not easy to get hold of this shit. It's not easy, no. Well, come here. At the end of the day, you just have access to it. Even if you just have to pay for the privilege to get access to it, you know, like you just can't get it, mm-hmm. you know, which is shit that you just have to pay for it when you get when other stuff is available on the NHS. Um, yeah, but at least it's still there. You know, you have a medicinal kind of a system as such. It's just not a perfect one. You know, where the likes of our one over here, there's less than 50 people in the country, you know, out of a population of five million people. Like, so is it legal for use in for? It's, it's legal as well in Ireland for medical use. You should don't have some kind of structure where people can get it, right? No, well, that's what I'm saying. It is. We have a system here, but yeah, you have to have refractory ep- epilepsy. You have to have nausea from chemotherapy. And mm-hmm. there's yeah, yeah. something else. And I think if you're on, basically, if you're, if nothing else will work, but it's only for these certain things. Um, you know, I think it was a cancer one. There's a, but there's like three or four, or could be five. That's it. You know, you can't use it for fucking um, arthritis. You can't get it for back pain. You can't get it for fucking migraines. You can't get it for for IBS or for, for anything. You know, it's ridiculous. But this comes and it's a big blow, as we are saying, to the Italians, because a neighboring country, which is Malta, were only the first European country in Europe to legalize um both possession of small amounts and cult- cultivation of small amounts of up to four plants at home. And the island nation acted um, to prevent low-level cannabis users being dragged through the courts and face them having to go through suffering economic hardships as a result. Like what many of us do in our countries. You walk down the road, you smoke a split, you're smoking a split, you get caught, you're going to end up getting a couple of hundred euro fine. You're going to get fucking stuff on your record, you know. Um, possibly we had a, a person in Ireland Two weeks ago, got fucking something like what well, I think it was six months Damn. for 40 euros worth of fucking weed. That's a lot of cock. Yeah, it is, man. Some bullshit. Yeah. You know? And then you have um on Bonithi, the minister responsible for the law, um told the interview last week that we were hearing and meeting people and telling us stories after story of experience and after experience. And to be honest. It would be looking at them and completely at a loss of what to tell them. He had stories who had literally passed through hardship because of he doesn't know what four grams of cannabis. So that's people who lives have been ruined because yeah. of small amounts. 
Absolutely shocking. No, and it just goes to show that the Maltese government, well, they actually care about their fucking citizens. You know, they're and just, they know they're just more clued up, man. They listen, don't they? It's just it's stupidness. Any any government body that has an actual look at what the fuck is going on here will see that proper regulation of cannabis and all other drugs is the right direction to go into. And there's plenty of evidence in Europe. What well, it, it wasn't Malta, was it? It was uh, Portugal who legalized. The Portugal decriminalized. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Decriminalized all drugs, and they've yeah. seen massive improvements in everything. And you see, that's the thing. It's it's not the when you decriminalize the likes of it's the big time gangsters is what they're going after because it's not the likes of small time dealers and people are just smoking a bit or fucking snorting a bit. They're not Mm -hmm. doing anybody any harm, Mm -hmm. you know. It's the ones that are killing people. You gonna say something there, Chad? Oh, I was just gonna say. Imagine the tourism boost in Malta. Yeah, Mm. I mean. That that'll be a real economic factor that that people will take a look at. And it seems like almost you you said that, you know, Italy was looking at it at one point. Now it's kind of going backwards. Um, I I see a lot of change when new political heads are appointed to positions. Mm -hmm. And it's I see that sway a lot. So I don't know if that's in play there. Like this person may be, Mm. you know, to one side of the argument, whereas maybe the citizenry is in the middle or to the other side. It yeah, just really point. depends on the leader and their agenda almost. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's where we're getting the same type thing in Germany. It was the change in government and new new political parties that came into play. They were the ones that brought in the, the cannabis referendum or the legalization over there recently as well. So it kind of goes on in hand. Yeah. I wonder if that's what we need in the likes of the UK and in Ireland. Change of change of government. I think I think that's what we all need everywhere, regardless yeah. of cannabis. <laughs> oh, I think we all need many, to many reasons. Exactly, we need yeah. to fuck these crooked ass motherfuckers up and give the people who deserve it the jobs, man. Mm. These guys ain't doing the right right job for us, are they? And we pay them a lot of money, an awful lot. Do you know? Do you know the government just gave themselves another raise? Over well, here. they deserve it after all this hard work they've put in during COVID. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Those, all those parties they had to attend? My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I said the C word. Apologies, everybody. Smoke, everybody. Smoke, we have to suffer the forfeit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorting out my mighty right now. I'm on it. Don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah, in, in other news over here in the UK, the, the crooked-ass motherfuckers that we call the police over here... Uh, Met Police commander who wrote drug strategy faces dismissal for taking cannabis, LSD, and magic mushrooms. Because let's face it, you can't do magic mushrooms with a little bit without a little bit of weed on the side as well, can you? You know what I'm saying? So, so that, the cannabis <laughs> bit goes about saying, you know. What I mean? So this this guy is the one who you says there. He he wrote the drug strategy as well, like came up with this shit. Maybe even while he was smoking a reefer, he was writing these rules, telling us about how Probably we can't fucking, smoke the yeah. reefer. Probably Shocking. fucking giggling away to himself as he does. Like, more, it's all mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was probably smoking die. LSD and, and shooting cannabis at the same time, right? Look at him, looking at him here, man. I can just picture him sitting like fucking Monty Bourne, sitting over his fucking his ball. <laughs> Excellent. I'll smoke it, but nobody else can. And this is what gets me about this because we had an article like this last week as well. He's on a. So, He's been suspended on full pay since July 2021. 
Right. Since wow. July. Since wow. Suspended on full pay, being paid Vacation. out of the taxpayer's fucking pocket. Yeah. What, what How many mushrooms do you think he's eating all these? I'd say he's fucking chomping down a fucking bunch every day. Uh, (laughs) Probably a member of Percy's learning how to grow for himself (laughs) and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's saying anything to him. He's like, it's all good. Now he's using it for therapeutic use, so it's okay. It's so bad, man. It's it's so crooked. And the cheek of this guy to write the rules to say how they they are going to enforce us not doing this shit. What he does it himself. It's like he should he should be fighting in favor of legislation not against mm-hmm. it it's absolutely ridiculous uh, you take a good look at that picture of him i really like how he says in the article that he claims to have taken cbd for medical condition with his face which later <laughs> <proved to be laughs> a good look at that face and then remember that's what he said cbd ain't gonna fix that face mate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just need a little more cbd that's all just more <laughs> cbd <laughs> Fuck, you know, you, you CBD on that face, you're still going to look like a wanker with that hat on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like a miserable cunt. Uh, it's a CBD coated wanker. Probably where the LSD came in. He probably smiles a lot more. So, a metropolitan police commander who wrote the force's current drug strategy and oversaw the dismissal of two officers for drug misuse. Um, wow, man. The balls oh, on no, this guy. Parker. What a fucking knob. Oh my God. What's that, the hypocrisy? That's the the worst part. Yeah, sure. I mean, these them I two officers. Saying that as I do, yeah. Them two officers that were dismissed should be on, you know, paid leave. <laughs> like yeah. he is, right? They shouldn't have just fired them. Are they still getting paid? Should be how to they the should, same they level. should be able to bring yeah. a case against the fucking Met now, mm. you know, because mm. of it. Very true. Yeah. Should do, man, for sure. Mm. Uh, he he has been accused of taking cannabis, LSD, and magic mushrooms, which, in my opinion, is fine. Do your shit, man. But you know, when you've been prosecuting people for doing this, then that's where the problem comes. Right. Where did he cool. get this shit from? You know, he's friends or dealers <laughs> or something. You know, was- when when they fucking when cops are buying shit like that, I think they end up on favors because they can't tell, they can't let it come out that they are taking fucking smoking weed or smoking fucking or taking coke or all this shit. So they end up having to start giving them information. And it's just, it's a fucking, it's a so rabbit hole, he, man. Mm, isn't it? it can make it unsafe for the other police is what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, is what I'm saying. So like, yeah. It's it's fucking dodgy what he's doing, especially when he has such double standards like fucking going partying down with fucking Mary Jane as such. He says Commander Julian Bennett faces dismissal, faces dismissal after two years. Like, what was he, 2019? Let's just scroll back up and look at that date. How long since it, 2021? So July. So it's been like eight months now. I don't know about that, right? Where he's just been sitting at home getting paid while an investigation goes on. It's like, fuck it, no. I'm going to play devil's advocate in the thing that the man was on holidays and he wasn't even in the country. He was in France when he took them. So Mm -hmm. Nice, good argument. But still, it's illegal in this country. You should know better, right? But he wasn't in that country. But that that shouldn't matter. I know it's illegal in fucking thing as well, but it's... As I said, it's just to play devil's advocate. Yeah, I yeah, don't. Yeah. I still think he should be fucking nailed to the ground for not for taking partaking, but he should be nailed to the fucking floor 
for screwing everybody else over. Why? Yeah, because he does say that here. Uh, he faces dismissal for gross misconduct amid claims that he took the three drugs while on holiday in France between February mm-hmm. 2019 and July 2020. That's a long mm-hmm. ass holiday, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And while COVID was happening as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Dodgy bastard. He has been suspended on full pay since July 2021, pending the investigation by Metrop- Metropolitan Police's Directorate of Professional Standards. So, yeah, he's not good enough, really. He's also accused of refusing to provide a drug sample on the 21st of July 2020 because he just got high on his way to work or some shit. He's like, exactly. I ain't doing it. After being told that... Was after <laughs> fucking tripping out, tripping balls the night before. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, after being told there was reasonable cause to suspect he had taken cannabis. So that's what he is. That's right. He showed up to work high as a motherfucker, stinking of weed. And then <laughs> and I admit. <laughs> Shit, yeah, dude. I was this on a bus. <laughs> Sorry, Marge. This is the guy that wrote the force's current drug strategy. Yep. Well. Yep. Fucking hell. Okay. You know what his strategy was. God yeah. damn. Cheeky Did I say as as I do? Indeed. He claimed at the time he had taken CBD, which all of us, all of us users in the legal countries, if we were caught with cannabis, would be like CBD weed. So, you know, he's just he's just saying <laughs> yeah, the same right. thing we would from medical condition with yeah, his face. Oh, it's just CBD. That's all it is. And it's, it's like what medical condition with his face? Can he explain? No, what I mean, what conditions like specifically target the face? <laughs> it's like I have a medical condition with my body. Help. You know, what the fuck? I suppose it could probably help with a twitch. Mm. Oh, if you have a twitchy eye or fucking the the an excuse the charge says he knew to be untrue. So he's also got they've also got evidence they were lying to police, right? Is that uh what's it called? Um, No, because that's when you're in court, it's obstructing the course of justice. Mm. So that's a crime upon itself, which I don't think he'll, he'll be held pros- uh, he'll be prosecuted for either. A photo sent on WhatsApp showing cannabis on a table has been submitted as evidence. So he took a picture, like what is second picture? What the fuck? Bro, hey, which is the weed I just bought. <laughs> that that's like these fucking idiot sports stars that are fucking that lay down and fucking take a video on their own phones of them snorting fucking coke and things and then right. send it to a friend. I don't know. It's you like know? they they suspected <sighs> he was under the influence of cannabis and they also found a picture. So what, what has he done? Is he like hit a bowl as he's on his way to work and then taking a picture of it for his Twitter feed? Like, I just <laughs> hit this shit and now I'm going to go arrest people. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, what happened here, man? This the, the situation is seems a, like a strange one. You know, which what I mean? to me begs the question as well. He's been on suspend, like uh, suspended with full pay since last July. How long does it really take to do this investigation? Like mm. seriously. And yeah, his full pay would be high, I'd say. I wouldn't <laughs> say he's done small money. Mm, it's going to well, be on a pretty penny as well, man. It's yeah. going to be a lot of money. But you know what'll happen. He'll take a plea or something, and he'll be given the fucking still get the golden handshake. He'll be let go in disgrace, mm. but he'll still have his big fucking fancy. He, n- no, he'll have the chance of resigning rather than being fired, so he gets yeah. to keep his money. That's what will happen. Oh. He'll be swept under the rug. You know how it goes. It's the way they always do it. Uh, let, let's have a if look he, at. However, sorry, you were saying something, Chad. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, if he cooperates and gives up his sources, yes, he'll be able to resign. Oh, you think he would? I mean, he would. But do you think that would be an option? Wow. Just mm-hmm. tell us who you got it from, who you should have arrested in the first place because you're a police officer and it's against the law. 
but you know tell us and we'll go do your job properly and you can walk away with this you know a two million what? pension <laughs> what if what if he didn't have a supplier he was his own supplier. No, but uh, and I'd say that's them. that's definitely an option when it's cannabis mm. and mushrooms because you can do that yourself. But LSD, you that, that you need no, a laboratory true. to make LSD. Mm. And then true. if that is the case, if he uses on supplier, then you need to do it for cultivation as well because we're not allowed to do that either. These motherfucking crooked ass motherfuckers, man. Say so. Uh, if, if he said he got the stuff when he was on holidays, well then, mm-hmm. if he hasn't been in contact with anybody in the UK and he was consuming in the UK, that means he imported it as well. Well, realistically, with all of these things, you, you can be spiked. You don't know that you're taking them. He's a police officer. There's somebody might have spiked him. And that if unless they catch him in the act of taking this shit, how can they prove that he wasn't spiked? Well, but mushrooms, okay, you could say they were put onto a pizza or something. And then again, with LSD, you could say it was dipped into tea or into a drink or anything like that. But weed... Yeah. It's hard, hard enough to fucking. No, you can put that in anything. Put on when, a as well. Yeah, when it's done right, you won't taste it yeah. as much as just raw weed, you know? <gasps> edibles. Jesus. Yeah, I forgot about edibles, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. You forget about edibles. So, that you can really, exactly. You can really I set somebody up by spiking them with this shit, you know? And that's that might be the case of what happened here. But anyway, let's get through the rest of this. As a, however, Bennett's lawyers argue that they have not received all the WhatsApp messages, emails, and SMS they wanted, including a year's worth from one witness. Mm. John Beggs defending Bennett as his uh, solicitor said witnesses may have cherry picked the messages that have been disclosed. Mm. However, Mark Lay Morgan, QC, representing the police, said they had disclosed all relevant material. So this might end up as a mistrial anyway, because his defense team is saying, You haven't given us all the information. And the uh, prosecution team is saying, Yes, we did. So if, it, if it's proved either way that the, not all the information has been given to one side, it's unfair trial. And then it happened in, the, uh, in that, um, man, that Kenosha trial. Anyway, yeah, so it's, it's, something will happen here to get him off the fucking case because it always does. This guy is going to pay anywhere near the consequences that any one of us would pay if we were found in, his, in the same circumstances. He's going to walk away with a lot of money, massive pension, and he's going to be sweet for a long time. You know, that's how I see this going down. What do you all think? You think, you think should we do a poll? <laughs> well, oh, okay. Mackie lives his poll now, but I think he, he probably will get away with a slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Marge? Yeah, unfortunately, that's usually the way these things work out. Yeah. What are you, what are you saying, Chad? He's yeah, get away they'll, want to, they'll, they'll want to save face and do mm-hmm. it gracefully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you saying, GB? Yeah, game over. I think it's game <laughs> over. No. He's gonna get. Yeah, imagine if he, he will get. Stuff. He will. He will get the. He will retire. I say he'll be given the the golden handshake and told go away, you bold boy, and you you fucking go into retirement and hang your head in shame and think yeah. about what you've done. I think that's and by the way, saying. here's a retirement bonus for taking early retirement. You know. Yeah. 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 Fucking hell. You're right as well, monkey. You're dead on, mate. It's, it's <laughs> absolutely shocking. And Billy mm-hmm. Bond says here in the chat as well, he will resign and keep his pension. That's exactly. Oh, yeah. He's going to be a massive get a nice pension. Gold Rolex. Mm-hmm. They'll call no. it an early retirement. I mean, he's going to get a nice gold Rolex that Snoop Dogg would be jealous of. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crooked ass motherfuckers, man. Peace. With, yeah. with, with a diamond ganja leaf on the inside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let us know in the comments below, everybody, on the, you know, who's listening to the YouTube video after that. What do you think is going to happen to this police officer? Is he going to get away? Let us know in the chat what you're all saying. Think he's going to get away with it? Think he's going to lose his pension? And you think he's going to do any prison time? You know, that's a joke, but on its fucking self, of course, he's going to do any prison time. Crooked ass, motherfucking damn. But we, we had over here a fucking a former cop, you know, and he got away with yeah. it. I think he got yeah. a suspended yeah. sentence. Yeah, that's happened you recently, isn't it? Yeah. So we have news from Monkey as well. Monkey, what are you saying about your news? Yeah, this article comes from thegrowthop.com. And uh, the article is, is about, uh, let's see, we're, we're going back into banking again. Five cannabis shop robberies in a week prompts calls for banking solutions. It says, uh, the industry as it stands is stuck and cannot continue to growing and expand as, as a cash-only environment. Now, as we've explained before, and I guess we should explain it again because some people just may, may be starting here right now. In the United States, you, if you're going to do business in a cannabis dispensary, you have to do it in cash. So when you go to buy your cannabis, you have to have cash. Credit cards are not accepted. A lot of times they'll have an ATM machine nearby or something like that. But because the banking laws forbid uh, anyone doing business with, with uh, drug dealers, if you will, uh, these dispensaries have to do business in, in a cash and they have to figure out how to deal with all this cash. And we've talked to some guests about some of the creative solutions that some people have done. But lately in Washington state, we've had a, a serious uh, in the last, uh, I think it was five, uh, two days, three days. Uh, Chad's in here with us. He'll give us a little bit more information like that. But there were five robberies, uh, dispensaries. Uh, and the MO is basically uh, that they come in just minutes before close closing time, just two or three minutes. They're in there. They control the crowd. They take all the employees, put them in the back, told them basically one holds the gun. They empty the till and they're out the door in in literally two minutes. They're gone with all the cash. Um, uh, all they have to show for it is what the cameras show. And if they came in wearing masks or something like that, they have very little to show for it. So there's not much they can do. There's nothing that can be traced. And this is not something that that is a, a rare occurrence anymore. This is happening more and more and more. Um, now, this the article is about Washington State. And now the only my only experience in Washington State dispensaries are Seattle area. And I did notice when I was there that the uh, there is no security in most of the dispensaries. You basically walk in an unlocked door, just like you would walk into any shop you can think of. Uh, just walk straight into the counter, show them your ID, tell them what you want, pay for it, and walk out the door. It was very, very simple. So I could see where these type of situations could be almost too easy. I mean, uh, they wanted you to be comfortable. They wanted they want you to to have an easy and pleasant experience coming to the dispensary. But because it's so easy, uh, now we're starting to have these problems, especially when you can't get it, get rid of the cash or you have to only deal with cash. You can't fucking insure this money either, can you? No, uh, businesses are forbidden to do uh, any kind of financial dealings with quote unquote drug dealers. And oh, by federal sake, law, man. dispensaries are still considered to be drug dealers by federal law. I know it's not anymore, but the general public considers dispensaries to be just normal, but we haven't gotten past this yet. And right now we have in our uh, 
in the works. We have the Democrats are, are, are trying to get a bill to legalize and which will include banking reforms and everything else in it. We also have the Republican uh, sponsored bill that's making the rounds and looks like it has a good chance. Now, if cannabis becomes legal, problem solved. Mm-hmm. But again, if cannabis, cannabis becomes legal, what about the next thing in line, which is the psilocybin and the psychedelics that are becoming legal? Those are still going to be scheduled. Are we just setting ourselves up around two here? Damn. It's crooked. I fucking just seen here in the chat here, Potemponics, Steve. He said, I want to be able to vote on opioid dispensaries. I want to ban those from our community. You know, it's fucking stupidness how there's double standards for all these different drugs, isn't it? It is. Uh, and, you know, they keep bringing the banking banking thing back up. Now, uh, there is a, let's see, I cannot say the representative's last name. It's P-E-R-L-M-U-T-T-E-R. Perlmutter. Where is that? I want to try find that so we can all try. Where, where do we find it? <laughs> it's a, this was some marijuana moment. I'll drop the link if you really want it. Oh, it's on a different it, one. It's not on the article we have on screen. No, I just found a companion article because this guy has been working now for eight years trying to get uh, banking reform ever since uh, they started identifying this in Colorado as a major roadblock. He's been working for eight years and he's hoping this year before he retires at the end of the year that he'll have a safe banking act that will actually come forward. This is one thing that they're trying to, uh, to, to been moving forward is the ability for all these dispensaries and all these marijuana related businesses to be able to use banking services. So fucking, Marge, do you have this problem with your dispensary? Oh, hell no. We no. take everything but, uh, but American Express. If you don't have American Express, no good, but we take Visa, MasterCard, debit, cash. And you have no nice. problems being cannabis related with those? Oh, no. All right. No, it's just a banking law. It's a war on yeah. drugs thing, man. That's all mm-hmm. it really is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, every time I go on vacation, anywhere there's cannabis involved, I have to carry hundreds of dollars in my pocket if I just plan on, you know, treating myself to the top, the top shelf stuff at the dispensaries. You, you can't do it any other way. Damn, it's dangerous as well, isn't it? You that never had a problem. When I went to the States too, because I visited the States last what, November and I brought my credit card to the dispensary thinking I would just, you know, throw on my card, but uh-huh. uh, no, no, I could not. And it didn't take my debit card either. So I had to go and pay cash. Fucking hell. So there's yeah. a lot of money running through them dispensaries, man. Easy targets. Now, now, if you know anything about banking, you have to realize that once these dispensaries would take these billions of dollars collected every year and put it in the banking system, that the banking system loans this money out to other people to do other good things, and it builds your economy. So by not having a safe banking law that these dispensaries and growers and all these cannabis-related industries are out there can use to put their money into the system, the system can't let this money become bigger and make a better economy. It's, it's kind of like we're shooting ourselves into a foot. Like We have the golden goose right here. Mm-hmm. And we're not even looking at it and saying like, wow, we could really use this right now. Goddamn. Do you think he's going to change with the Chuck Schumer? Is he going to get it done? <sighs> You know, I don't I think this guy, Perlmutter, I think he is going to have better chance getting the Safe Banking Act done before Schumer. Uh, Schumer just seems to be dragging his feet. I hate to say it. It seems to me like he's trying. Something's not right. He's what's going on behind the scenes here, Chuck. You know, what are you Mm -hmm. trying to pull here? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not comfortable with what I'm seeing. it's been kicked around for so many years now it's you know he isn't the first and he probably won't be the last to to get this banking thing done but Mm -hmm. you guys mentioned it you're absolutely right it does paint a target on your back 
Um, I've worked in uh, the cannabis dispensaries here in Washington. So has my wife. And, you know, on a Friday, you could have a good $50,000, $60,000 day. That's all in cash. It's a pretty large target, especially if you say that's just one day. So the motivation is high. Mm -hmm. But there's kind of a unique solution in Washington. Um, you, you know, like you guys said, it's federally illegal. You can't use the typical banks, but there have been a few credit unions that have popped up that are based in the state of Washington that use, you know, Washington's laws. Uh, so some companies are able to use local credit unions. Mm -hmm. And there are also some card processing companies now. But again, it's, it's just a racket. You'll get charged $5 for every transaction. So uh, you're already adding on to something that's already overtaxed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's bullshit. Now, but at least it's something. Sorry, monkey. Oh no, so say, and, and uh, I've heard of the uh, let's see the cash drops that 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 sometimes take place in some of these dispensaries during the day that we don't even know about. Like X Y Z customer goes in there and orders X Y Z menu item that is probably not even on the menu, and they know what that means. It's the courier that basically came. Came to pick up the drop, and he you, basically they go in the back and they hand him the paper bag, and he uh, they process a full payment, and he walks out the door with maybe ten thousand dollars because that you were trying to get it out the store to keep it safe. Yeah, right. and there's there's all kinds of measures. You know, there's always you know the safes and the drop safes that you know nobody yeah. in the store even has access or the ability to open. Um, so there are, you know, things like that. There's other security measures that I won't mention. Um, but one of the things you were talking earlier about the armed robberies, well, with cannabis, you can't have guns, even right. if you're a courier oh or a transporter, you mm -hmm. guns are absolutely not allowed around this. So, I mean, at best you're sitting there with a can of mace and, um, good luck. It's fucking, mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. And it? it's like, it, it's a perfect storm everything's there to just make these such easy targets. There won't be any guns in there because it's not allowed to. There's going to be 50, 60 grand in there on a day, on a good day. In the layouts, Mackie, they, they vary from state to state. Like when I, the, I noticed in Denver that, that the security at a lot of the dispensaries was a lot tighter. Mm. A lot of them, you, you had to go through an interlock situation. You go into a small room, yeah, uh, yeah. bulletproof glass around you, show your ID, your photograph, and then you're let through the next door. You know, like, you see you know, why, man? Yeah, I mean, and so that kind of gives those places a little bit of security, but I've not seen that level of security in Washington or Oregon when I've been. But the thing is, it, that's, it's all only money. You know, the, the worst thing is, is the PTSD. The people who work there are going to suffer from having a gun stuck in their fucking faces. And, oh, you know, people are going to lose their lives over this shit. And hopefully nobody has. I haven't heard of anybody losing their, you know, somebody working in a dispensary getting killed because it's getting robbed. I haven't heard that. Possibly it's happened, but you know, let's hope that it fucking doesn't, man. Well, it's not only it's not only the uh, the cash that they're having problems with. Sometimes these these uh, dispensaries get get bit, literally robbed of millions of dollars of weed will just be stolen. You know, mm -hmm. they'll break in and they'll take everything that's in the store. Damn, you know, right after everything's been restocked, it, it's a problem. Security and uh, unless we change a few things that allow these places to be a little bit more self sufficient, let's put it. You know. And then I think we, we talked about it a while back, though, um, that also this is also causing the whole banking problem is causing the IRS headaches. Can you imagine 
a dispensary or actually a grower, let's say a grower that, that, that owes maybe a few million dollars in taxes, federal Ooh. taxes on their product, has to walk into the IRS with, a, with an armed guard and suitcases with, with a pay in cash. Do it only dollars, motherfuckers. Exactly. Yes. And, then, and now the IRS has got, a, has got all this cash sitting in their office that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Nice. Didn't we cover an article a little while back, too, that was saying the IRS was wanting the ba- yes. to change the banking stuff because of that very same problem? Because mm-hmm. they don't exactly. want it. Ash, I mean, that's a problem for them too. And the next level in Washington was, again, we all had to pay taxes in cash because you couldn't have a bank account. And there were so many dollars in taxes collected that they had to stop. They had to hire more people and they had to buy cash counting machines. Yeah. Just to handle the tax revenue. <laughs> I love it when they create their own problems. You know, boo-hoo, poor tax exactly. oh, <laughs> look, We'll count the money for you, mister. It's okay. Shit. We had one more news story from Chad as well. About, you know, every week we've got this running theme now where we speak about somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> we speak about genitalia in some way. Do you want to break the tragic news there, Chad? Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> And this is only because I was an hour early for the show and killed the remaining hour by looking at the news. But yes, the headline in Reuters news in the sports section is cross country skiing. Finn Remy suffers frozen penis in mass start race. Mm -hmm. Yep. Another dick story. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't just bring up. He's he's a cannabis user, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. I believe he was a CBD user, wasn't he, GB? Um, I think so. I, I found it very difficult to translate the Finnish article, but um, I think he is. He does. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, imagine just getting your dick frozen off for, for a sport in the Winter Olympics, man. That's a story for the grandkids. If you had oh, them already. Well, you know. yeah, you'd want to have had them, yeah. <laughs> Not my kind of sport, thank you very much. You know what I mean? Another deterrent. <laughs> he says, I've got the translated version for you here, and, and one of the uh, highlights paragraphs here is Lindholm spent just under an hour and 16 minutes traversing the course in howling freezing winds leading to his penis becoming frozen for the second time in a cross-country <laughs> skiing race following a similar incident in Luca Finian no. last year. When you only need that to happen once you take fucking precautions after that. God no, damn. You, you think you, even a sock Wrap a sock around it, man. You got to think as well. When this guy is skiing across country, at what point does he realize his dick's frozen, and how much faster (laughs) does he go after? (laughs) Or, or, like, what did did he fucking drain the main vein as he was fucking in the races? That hell with froze, you know? Oh shit! No, David. Yeah, don't worry. He used a heat pack to thaw it out at the end. Or to thaw out his appendage once the race was over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Health and function are not guaranteed, but yes. (laughs) Yeah, good story. You know, you know what? Be very careful, you avid skiers. Make sure you wrap up your tool. Yes, heated cups, man. Get something like that. If they end a thing already, then there's a gap in the market there because nobody already have their dick frozen off. There is heated underwear that works off a small nine volt battery. I have looked into them. But then you know, if it gets a bit sweaty, do you get shocked? Because <laughs> you don't want that either. Shit. It's oh. only nine volts, it's not gonna do that much. Well, yeah, just there's some random story there, everybody. You know, we'll, we'll find another one for you next week. <laughs> oh man. 
uh, in the forum news slash podcast news, we have a new chat software over at Percy's. There's still some things I have to work out on it, but it's running nice. People are enjoying using it and stuff. So it seems to be good to stick with. It seems to be okay. I like it. Uh, so the chat problem is sorted. We also have the heads or tails competition from HLG has now started where you can win a black wing light for your grow tent. And it's an epic fucking light, man. So if you're listening to this and you still haven't signed up to Percy's, sign up. You only need 10 posts and you can enter this competition. So, you know, just go around, say hello, introduce yourself, comment on some diaries. You'll have 10 posts and then you just pick heads or tails and you'll be entered into the comp. And the first flip will be on uh, Monday, the 14th of March. So get stuck in. It's going to be a good one, man. Uh, also, two interviews we've got coming up that I want to bring up over the next few shows to make sure you, you all don't forget about them. On the 4th of March, we have the live Q&A with Dr. Bonnie Goldstein. So I want to make sure that you all don't forget about that. Everybody show up for that one. Book the day off work. Call in sick. You know, do what you have to do, man. Be there on the 4th of March. And also on the 8th of March, Tommy Chong is coming back to come and chat to us for a bit about stuff and things as we do to see how, how things have been going for him over the last year. Are we going to see if we can smoke him out again? Going to have to, isn't it? <laughs> Got to try it. Yeah. So we can get good and high with Tommy Chong. Make sure you all booked it. I mean, just book the week off work there. Fuck it. Why not? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> we have got a few good interviews coming up on that section. Oh, yeah. And the, the Percy Cannoli Cup, the hash thing, that's going to be ending at the end of the month as well. So uh, get your trim together, your buds together, and come and show us how you make hash over at Percy'sGrowing.com, and you might be able to win one of the many cool-ass prizes that Ali Bongo have sent our way. So, cool shit. But that's about it for the news, I think, this week, right? Are we good? I think we're about... That's about it for Um, the news. Well, just one more thing. We actually did have a Plan of the Month comp and yesterday, and I would like to say congratulations once again to Mr. Bubblehawk. He's got another one, I see. It's his second win, you know? When When he enters, it's just like, oh, my gosh. You know, I always say that you can tell uh, every grower here is a certain style when he puts his plan in. I always just like, oh, yeah, that's his. No question. But well done. Well done. Nice. Nice. Bumblehawk. Well done, man. Well done. Ice cube chicken. Better have a medal. What's that mean? Ice chicken. Oh, frozen cock. Nice. <laughs> Better have a medal. Nice. Aldi. Nice. I like it. <laughs> He's using emojis, emoji language. And I translated it. You catch that? Uh, yeah, you did. Um, yeah, so I think that's about it, right? Yeah, so well done to Bubblehawk with the plan of the month there. Very cool. Anything else to add, March? Anything to you? You've got you had a QA or have you got a QA coming up on your podcast? Yeah, I just had one come out actually last week, and uh, I did actually use a couple of questions from our episode last Sweet. week too. So thanks for that, people. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Where can it, where can our listeners send an email to you to ask questions for your show as well? You can always email me at bpodcast at fastmail.com. Nice. I'll put it in the chat too. So there we go. That's about it for the news. Nice. So thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. This week, we're going to have an interview with Chad himself. We're going to speak to him for a couple of hours for Wednesday's interview. And also, he's going to be around for the Grow Guides on Friday, too. So a full week with Chad Westport as a special guest this week. Massively appreciate it, Chad. Thank you for joining us. Of course, if you've liked the episode, please like and subscribe over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash homegrown if you haven't done that already. You can also become a subscriber or a follower on whichever podcast network 
you choose to listen to the podcast on that would be sweet as well but as i said during the show we have a cool ass competition where you can win a hlg blackwing light from persisgrowroom.com in the heads or tails competition that's coming up that's it for this week for the cannabis news we have the interview on wednesday and grow guides on friday i hope you can check those out and download them as well but for now that's about it we'll catch you on the next one goodbye